0: What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Win Daily Sports first episode of What the Puck Stanley Cup Playoffs have officially dropped, and the boys are ready. We have Allen, we have Vecchio, we got some DFS, we got some bets, and we're ready to dive right in. So, the playoffs started last night. Uh, Washington, big win in overtime. Uh, Nick Dowd, OT winner. We had three games so far today, the third one's still going on between Florida and Tampa. Kucherov has two goals in his first game back. We had an OT game with the Penguins and the Islanders as uh, New York scored. Kyle Palmieri, two goals. And then in the Wild Golden Knights, an absolute goalie battle between Marc-Andre Fleury and Cam Talbot. And it ended up 1-0 for the Wild with a Joel Erickson-Eck winner. And, uh, boys, what do we think of the games today?
1: Well, I mean, to start with uh, Boston-Washington, I, I think – The first thing I want to mention off the bat is that uh, Craig Anderson's not carrying any team to a Stanley cup. And like, you know, he had some decent seasons with Ottawa. Uh, He's now like 40 years old. Uh, I don't see it. I mean, I feel bad. He was their third stringer. If they still had Henrik Lundqvist, if the unfortunate incident didn't happen, uh, they maybe like, you could make an argument that he could go all the way. But um, with, uh with Craig Anderson I just don't I don't see Washington having a, a long-term success especially against a team like Boston who's they're really built for the playoffs you know like they're very gritty uh they like to play the puck hard and uh when when you're in the playoffs and the penalties aren't really called as often as as they usually are that that kind of style of play really bodes well so yeah there's a there's going to be a lot to discuss but uh Washington Boston right off the bat
2: Well, you look at uh you've been to Anderson but um I did see that this morning uh Samsonov did practice. He's off the COVID yep. list. Um, so they said if if he was look looked good in practice and they he probably would get the start um on Monday night.
0: Yeah, Which, and it's interesting too, um, because Boston also could potentially go to Swayman at some point if Tuka Rask kind of falters a little bit so it's kind of a matchup where both teams kind of their goaltending isn't solidified and it's not like vanacek was necessarily their number one like that's our guy because they kind of went into the same se- season with Samsonov until he had the whole COVID thing with him kuznetsov and the other russian guys yeah
1: mm-hmm. well like in, yeah. in that vein like uh vanacek he he was he would get the job done right he was he wasn't their reliable starter you're absolutely right it was Samsonov like every day of the week but um going into the playoffs you you do need to have depth and especially in in the goalie position depth is is super important
0: yeah a lot of these teams are rolling you know they're 1a 1b they're not necessarily starter backup besides really tampa bay and winnipeg and maybe edmonton to some extent um but yeah yeah definitely um so cool so let's roll right into monday's slate of games so basically how this is going to work is we're kind of going to preview the games um we're going to go at uh, late at night uh, once the game's usually finished, and then we're going to preview the next day's of games. We're going to break down the DFS slate and also the betting slate and kind of talk about some futures, some good value they see on the board. Um, we're going to let those two guys really focus on the DFS and me go with the betting. Uh, so without further ado, let's dive right in. Uh, we can, you, you guys want to go with the uh, the, ga- the non playoff game?
1: <laughs> sure. Matt, no, you just, want to I'm
0: totally a... kidding. No, totally we're not kidding. talking about that one. Absolutely not. The Canada division's dead. <laughs> All right, we're gonna oh, go into the first.
1: That's that's hurtful, man. Come on. <laughs>
0: All right, we're gonna go into the division.
1: No. <laughs> we but, did. I mean, At least you- I'm very proud of our team. Yeah.
0: Hey, I'm a big, I'm a big Austin Matthews fan, so I'm also uh proud. But yeah, so let's let's dive right in there. So game one tomorrow, or actually the first game, game on the slate, but game two technically yeah. is gonna be the Bruins Capitals. Um you guys can go right into the DFS. We got uh Bruins on the Money Line is minus 129, caps are plus one ten right now.
2: Yeah, I think the goal situation that we talked about with the Capitals is um, I'm not not playing probably a goalie in this game. I I don't know what Allen's um, on DraftKings. I mean, Rask is 8,100 against Washington. I'm not too confident at that price to play him. Um, And we don't know who's going to be in that for. Washington, like we said, uh, Samsonov practiced on Sunday, so the chance he gets in, we'll have to wait and see. You probably won't find out until about 7 p.m. on Monday when they come out for warm-ups. Uh, so, but I don't think I really want to play a goal in this game because if it's, if it's Anderson, you definitely don't want to play him, and Samsonov hasn't played in I don't even know how long. So to play either one of them just doesn't make sense. Uh, Samsonov played on May 1st. He, he was around, but before that, he mm-hmm. hadn't played in two weeks. So... Uh, you know the, the goalies in this game, on, on, on DraftKings especially at the prices, eighty eighty one hundred for Rask, and then seventy nine hundred for whoever starts uh, for for uh, Washington. I'd rather play uh, offense in this game. Uh,
0: what um when you guys look at goalie prices, what do you see as value? Um, so when you're looking at it, it's like eight thousand. Kind of that's that's like a pretty expensive goaltender on the on the slate.
1: 8,000 to me, at least on FanDuel, is kind of like starting to push it a little bit. Uh, The only way I would pick a goalie that is like well above there is uh, usually if they're like very, very uh, talented and they're expected to face a lot of shots. So you kind of look at how uh, prone the other team is to shooting. And you also look at how many goals they usually score. So you're able to kind of get an average on how a goal is going to do. And with that, you can usually find some decent value because as far as I can tell, like FanDuel's really basing their goalie prices off of the odds. So if they feel like one one team is going to do better than the other, then they're probably just going to price the goalie higher more often than not. Like I think this one is an exception. Like uh, Craig Anderson is priced higher than Tuukka Rask. There's no real-world situation where that would ever be the case, but they they probably felt like Washington had a better chance of winning this game when they released the slate. So.
0: And so with that, you when you guys were looking at goalies, you mentioned how you look at the goals kind of in the shots. Are you looking at it like? their average over the season. Are you kind of looking at what the Vegas lines are for like an over under as like a six, six and a half means like a lot of goals. So you probably don't want to pick a goalie in that game. Are those some yeah, things yeah, that like, kind of go through your mind?
2: The, the over under first thing I, I do that. Yeah. When, and like, you know, when you look at playoffs, like, like today's slate uh, projected goal totals, I get you get, you can get those and nobody had more than 2.9 Vegas, is the highest 2.9 on this, on the three games today. So it's the playoffs. It's not a lot of goals. Right. Goalies. Our goalies are going to be you got to get the right goalie. Like you, you know, you had I had Flurry today in one build and he had you know almost 19 points on DK, which is which is great because his, his price was $8,200. I don't normally pay up that for goal attending. Myself, I pay down. Um more times than not, you can find a goalie in the in on DraftKings in the mid to high seven Ks, and and they're not gonna kill you. But like Alan said, you wanna look at what what, what how many shots they're gonna face. Like tomorrow night, and we're gonna to get to that game later. But Grubauer against St. Louis, St. Louis doesn't shoot the puck a lot, and he's 8400. Now they're not, they, they 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 can be higher. I've seen 85 and 86 for Grubauer this season. I, I don't want to pay that price for him in the game where he maybe he faced 25 shots against St. Louis and he gives up a goal or two. He's he's dead. To, you know, line up dead because he's gonna have 15, 30, maybe 13 points if he's lucky, and that's that's not what you want from the goal. You need more than that. So there's there's other spots to look at. And I, I like to look at the shots on goal they face, and and if teams, you know, a, a sieve on defense and gives up a ton of shots, and that's 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 where I'll go with my goaltenders. And I, you know, you, sometimes you you yeah, you find a cheaper goaltender because the teams are really not that good. You don't get the win bonus necessarily, so that's that's sometimes you want to take take into account. But um, it's the shots on goal, and what you know, look at how many they give up and how many the team they're playing
0: takes. Um, So yeah, so as far as like offense or defense, is there any kind of players or would this be a game where you want to stack a line? Kind of how do you see this game playing out as far as the other positions?
1: So for me, um, I think you could definitely get away with uh, the two top lines on this team. Uh, personally, for me, I might stay away from both of them. Uh, if I'm going to touch this game, I'm going to look at more of the value. Like, I really love Washington's third line. Oshie, oh, uh, Matt knows I'm a, I'm a really big Tom Wilson fan. So uh, he played very, very well last game. The guy's a brawler, but he's also a hockey player. And as we mentioned earlier, that style of grit and determination, it's its very translatable to the playoffs. So I, I really do like that. Third line for Boston. Their second line is is just a secret weapon because everyone is concerned about this top line, and their top line does score. I'm not I'm not going to pretend like Pasternak and and uh, Bergeron and Marchand don't score goals. Of course they do, but uh, they get some really nice secondary scoring from that second line.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same uh, right there with you, Lockstep. Because I mean, your Boston line is going to be expensive. You're going to pay up for Boston. You're going to have to pay. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a lot of salary you're going to use, and there's I would think I'd rather pay up for the Colorado because their depth isn't really as strong. Um, and though it has been the season, but I think Boston's depth with their second line, like you said, with Hall, Cry, Gene, Smith, I'd rather pay for them. Um, and, or even, you know, he picked two of them and put maybe with uh, Mike Riley or um, Brendan Carlo on defense, someone who's just, you know, a cheaper defenseman and get you exposure to the Bruins, especially in a game where you could see Craig Anderson in goal. Even though they won on, on Saturday, I, I, I don't know, the quick is gonna be what you wanna Yeah, that's a goal I wanna target. And yeah, I agree Absolutely. with you on, on the capitalist third line mm-hmm. too. Um but I, I, I can't agree on the Tom Wilson thing, but I'm a I'm a penguin <laughs> fan, obviously, so I have to hate everything well, capitals. So
1: fair fair enough. But by uh law. Also on defense, they, like Carlson kind of runs their entire defense, but you could, there are some value plays for Washington on defense. Uh, it's basically just Schultz, but on Boston (laughs) side, or or love to, or love to, but yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, for Boston, they have a little bit more defensive, uh, uh, defensive plays so like that you have as you mentioned mike riley uh you have matt Grizzlick who like runs uh their top line um yep. and then you have uh charlie mcavoy who even though he's not like a power play guy he still gets a lot of minutes and he can get like a lot of those peripheral peripheral stats like the shots and the block shots um and he can pair well with uh with the top line as well but uh if i were to look for any defense on boston it would probably be Grizzlick and for washington i'd probably go schultz
0: yeah. And it is interesting too, right? That's kind of frustrating when they don't announce their goalies until maybe 20 minutes before. Some people have no idea until you see that first goalie off for warmups. And that's kind of when it gets announced. And that's kind of tough as you guys try and navigate your slates for the game. It kind of could change if you see Samsonoff in, as opposed to Anderson, where you're targeting Anderson, you might not want to target Samsonoff as much.
2: Absolutely. I mean, tomorrow night, uh, Monday night, i Probably wouldn't mind targeting Samsonov because he has just because he's a little weeks. rusty, yeah. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't. It, tomorrow, on Monday night, it's not going to change any of my capital plays because either way, Henderson's not very good, and Samsonov hasn't played in two weeks, so you're gonna he you might have some rust. So, but going forward, yeah, if Samsonov is playing and vantech is out for a length of time, once he gets his wheels under him, then maybe we see you know go game by game. But for t- for Monday night, I think I would be fine with. Whatever Whoever they put out there, I still like the Boston players.
0: Got it. And then just a couple value plays that I see on the board from the betting side. So one of the plays I really liked game one that didn't hit but almost hit was the over, five and a half, because you're getting plus money on it. For, uh, game one, it was plus 120. Right now it's hovering around plus 116. You can actually get plus 120 on William Hill or MGM. The Capitals were one of the best teams on the over. They're the best playoff team. They hit their overs more than any other playoff team and the Bruins in the last month of the season were top five in their overs as well, even though throughout the whole season they were bottom bottom five team, and they're, I think they were 15th out of the 16 playoff teams. But with the addition of Hall really driving that second line, I, I, Bruins have been scoring some goals, and they haven't been as stingy on defense because, uh, I mean, they, they added a guy like Mike Riley who's aggressive and goes up in the play, but then also gets caught a little bit defensively. Um, so that's a play I like. And then also the Bruins series price um, – it dropped it was it started around minus 140 before game 1 and now it's all the way up to plus 120 after their game 1 loss and if you think about it the bruins really just needed to split the first two games and you couldn't really realistically expect them to win games 1 and games 2 in washington so the fact that they lost game 1 and the line moved that much is kind of I'm kind of surprised by that because I don't necessarily see it as a trend that they they played terrible uh Washington did a good job in game one but I don't necessarily think that they they're gonna play Boston's gonna play, pick it up a little bit for game two
1: those are some excellent points uh I I don't know about you guys I'm ready to go on to the second game I think uh, we've beaten <laughs> we've beaten the first one to death but um uh the, the second game that I see is uh Carolina versus Nashville. Uh to me, it's a little bit of a mismatch here. Like in Carolina, they've been decent now for a little bit, and it's really weird because they don't have tremendous depth, but their players play well at the right times. And uh I think they, they've had a lot of success, especially with that top liner, the modified top line where they have Teravine and Aho and Svechnikov, mm-hmm. even if they're not all on the same line, they, they're all finding their own individual success. So um I really like that top line. And also, um, uh, you pair him with Dougie Hamilton. You, you almost have to. And then uh, the, uh, Nietzsche's Trocek on the second line. line—that uh, mm-hmm. They also kind of go, Trocek and uh, Dougie also go together with that top line power play. And um, there's a lot of value with those teams. And again, since I consider this one a, a mismatch, this might be where my goalie comes from with uh, Najelkovic.
2: This, this is where it gets interesting because I'm going to be the complete opposite of you. I think <laughs> Nietzsche wins this series. So I, 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 I mean, I'm high on Carolina he's always an upset in the first round somewhere. Always. Just, Nashville has just been, they were so bad early on that everyone was like, oh, well, they're going to have a crappy season. They're done. They came on, they got that four seed. I don't know. Carolina's goaltending. I, I worry about Carolina's goaltending. Like you said, the I mean, he, he's new to the league. It's his first real year. And, and, and he, um he's good. He's been great this season, but, he hasn't played the playoffs before, you know. Saros and Renee. Saros isn't experienced, but Renee's there, and he has. I do. I trust the Nashville goaltending more. And if to get to the DFS side of it, if you're going to play, um, you know, any big GPP, any any deep uh, large field GPPs, I really like. I I, I believe Saros is going to get the start uh, from Nashville. They haven't said 100 percent. 100
0: percent. It's going
2: to be Saros. I I love Saros. Um, he's priced 7,500 on DraftKings he's been really, um, you know, he's been better at home, obviously on the road, but, you know, he comes in, they won three of his last four. He's given up just, uh, four goals in the three wins. He's, they, you know, they don't, they don't give up a ton of shots, but Carolina does shoot the puck enough, um, to where, you know, like a three, two game Saros could kill it in value and get that 35 save bonus on, um, on DraftKings, especially if, if Carolina's down, they're gonna start pepper them no more because they gotta come back, or if it's a tight game or an overtime game. Um, that's you know one thing I have to pay attention to is you know when a series is tight like this, you got overtime games, you get three overtimes, two double overtime, triple overtime, they're always making sixty saves. So you know if if it's a if it's a one sided series, you know, maybe you know, you know today we had two overtime games. So you are gonna have a lot of tight um Tight games, but I think I think uh, if you're playing like a large field GPP, uh, Saros is my goalie. But Nadel if you're playing cash games or a single entry, he's probably the safest play. Because I'm saying I want Nashville. I think Nashville wins a series, but I don't know how confident I am in that. <laughs>
1: And, like, Nashville does have some excellent plays as well. Like, uh, I think uh, Tolpanen's having an excellent rookie season. Uh, Obviously, Roman Yossi, he's leading the the pack there. And if we're talking about defensive depth, Nashville is defensive depth. They got Ekholm. They got Ellis. Like, they have just crazy crazy defensive depth but they have sometimes these like gaps where it just seems like they're, they're just all liabilities so they're very very talented offensive defensemen but uh sometimes they just leave you wanting a little more behind
0: yeah when you bring up to the, the point on Saros, right he kind of carried them to the playoffs he didn't really they kind of wrote his coattails and he played incredible throughout that stretch of the season in like march and april um so I think that's definitely something to keep an eye on. But to your point, too, when you're saying this is a close series, this is probably, I think, like the third the third biggest discrepancy in series prices um, between the Hurricanes and the Predators. The, the Hurricanes were about minus 250, where the Predators are about plus 200. But you're also right to the point where there's always upsets in the first round, right? So it's kind of being ahead of the curve a little bit and kind of guessing which upsets you think are going to hit. Because a lot of people are just playing favorites, and they they – right with the numbers and they really think that those heavy favorites are going to win when they don't realize that you know nhl playoffs upsets could happen at any given time absolutely Um, yeah and my one play on this series i did a whole series um so the cool thing with series is you can bet series spreads so i took the hurricanes at minus one and a half um which was minus 115 odds um because i think they're going to win the series uh i do think that natural for whatever reason I, I don't I mean I'm a Devils fan so John Hines used to be our coach and I do not trust him um at all to coach a hockey team and he proved <laughs> that in the beginning of the season and then had a goaltender just get red hot and carry them to the playoffs so I mean I trust Rod Brindamore I think he's an incredible coach and I think coaching um will get this done I also think that um the goaltending is interesting because I don't even think Nedeljkovic is going to be for sure the starter. I feel like Morazic's probably going to start game one, in my opinion. Um,
1: even if he does, he's a solid option. I don't. Right. like Mrazik They're wall. both. They're
0: both solid, and even Reimer's like probably the best third string goalie in the league this year. I mean, As they a got, Leafs
1: fan, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> they
0: got they got goalie depth for days. i has got I a special a, place I in a, my heart. I have a Leafs reimer jersey, Alan. Wow.
1: Today. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know what? He was he was very special. He was like our our own guy. And when we saw him go, it was uh, it was a bit heartbreaking. But you know, it was part of that cleaning house era. But also, uh, as as I mentioned earlier, uh, sometimes Carolina likes to break up that top line, and it looks at least for now like they have because Fetch is on that third line. Uh, I really like some of Stahl's play. Like he's getting a little bit older um, and a little bit more inconsistent. But um, that you always have that, and uh, also. Uh, in the second line, I mentioned how you have a uh, Nietzsche and Trochak. I believe Fogle's also on that line. So if you want to go with the full yeah. line stack, I think uh there's a lot of value there. So uh if again you're playing those GPPs and you need that thing that's gonna make you a little bit different, Carolina too, not a not a horrible option.
2: I, I prefer Nietzsche on the second line over Fogel only because we didn't you don't you don't see a lot of power plays in the playoffs, but we did see them calling some penalties today, especially in the Penguins game and the yeah. other game.
0: And um, there's a lot Nikish, in this game now too,
2: in the Panthers Lightning. Oh, okay, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen much of that game yet tonight. But Nikish is in the power of play. Fogel doesn't play power of minutes. minutes. Um, it's about maximizing the minutes, so you want to try the guys who are going to get the most ice time. And if, if he's playing on the power of play, Nikish, um, he's probably better suited for uh, to be used. I mean, his salary is a big difference. You know, it's a big, it's a it's a, a eighteen hundred dollar difference between Fogel and Nikish. So. Um,
0: think he's had a great can, year too. If you can mm, fit absolutely. him
2: in, yeah, yeah, he's definitely had a breakout season. So if you can fit him in, that that's great. You know, and in all honesty, if you if you if you need a cheap guy from Carolina, um, Jesper Fast, he's in the power play. He's on that second power play unit, and he's twenty five hundred on DraftKings. So, um, you know, you got you got a mid price guy um, playing power play minutes in the playoffs. You know, even if you, you know, not necessarily as a one-off because I don't like playing one-offs on cheap. but playing a one-off, I want a guy who's a high price, who's going to get me a goal and assist. You know, I not not a hope he gets the minutes and gets you a goal. I want to have a guy like McKinnon as a one-off or to, uh, tomorrow night, fan, um, someone like that who's more of a guarantee than a cheap guy. But if you want to play a Carolina stack, yeah, Jesper Fast, I would prefer over like a Warren Fogel, just because he gets the power play minutes. Absolutely.
0: Perfect. Well, cool. I think that wraps up game two, and then we have one more late game. The big um, boy. <laughs> we have game one between the St. Louis Blues and the Colorado Avalanche. By far, the biggest series discrepancy price. Abs were coming in around minus three fifty. Blues were coming in about plus two eighty. And then tomorrow's game of two, the Abs were minus two sixty five on the money line. Blues plus two twenty on the puck or on the on the money line. And then even the puck line. I mean, Abs minus one and a half is plus one hundred four. And blues just to cover a goal and a half is minus 124. Yeah. Um we have we have a question <laughs> in the out. chat about uh Jordan Bigington if they think he'd be worth it since the halves should get 30 plus shots. Um I'll let you guys take that and kind of go into what you guys are thinking on the DFS slate. <laughs> um, if oh, you've oh, read God, my yeah. stuff
2: all season or you've been in Discord, I don't play Jordan Bington. Um Jordan Biddington is the most overrated goalie in the history of the <laughs> NHL. Um I, I he he wrote the coattails of a team that was done um to stanley cup and to a contract st louis doesn't give up a ton of shots he um but i know Colorado used to puck a lot they also take a lot of penalties they're one of the, worst, the most penalized teams in the league Colorado power play yeah they can give you 35 40 shots they're probably gonna put five goals past them on monday night <laughs> so the, the better goalie in st louis is actually billy huso and no, no, yeah, well, no. I, not, no,
0: I, mean, no. Like, I don't think that you're going yeah. the mouth of Jake Allen.
1: I don't think you are Montreal. recommending I, Billy Billy Husso
0: might be one of the worst backups. I'm in not Huso. recommending playing him. What yes, I'm exactly. That's what I was saying. Goalie he he hates two. Bennington I so much I, that he'd prefer Husso. I can't agree with that. Don't play Husso. Well, I'm going to go with what Jake Allen
2: said. He used to play with the Blues. He said Billy Husso is one of the best goalies he's ever seen live. And he said he's the better of the two. So he's a goalie in the NHL,
0: so I'll take I, his word for it.
1: I will give you that. Bennington. <laughs> he's going to start
0: Game One against <laughs> for the Canadians, maybe. Well,
1: yeah. Maybe, but uh, shots
0: shot Maple Leafs on Tuesday night. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I, I will. I will give you that. Uh, Bennington has had a complete drop off in quality this season.
0: Tough year uh, for Ben. It's
1: uh, yeah, from it's like a true fall from grace. Um, so I would personally stay away, especially because I'm really targeting Colorado in this game. Yeah. Um. Like I think that their top line is, especially in cash, is just unavoidable. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I would recommend going with Bennington.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you about Colorado too. That's if you're playing cash games, single entry. That's um, you have to go and get some exposure to that top line, especially, especially you know. Uh, would
0: you take McKinnon or would you ride Landis, Scog, or Rantanen to kind of you know? hope, hope uh, McKinnon doesn't score as much. Cause uh, McKinnon probably what the most expensive, I would assume.
1: Yes. Uh, you McK- know McK- the, yeah. I was going to exactly say
0: McKinnon.
1: I was like. going <laughs> oh, to say McKinnon is the most expensive, but uh, I think that uh, yes, you kind of have to, uh, you can also go off the board a little bit here. Like we know that Kael McCarr is going to play with that top line. So you can do some really interesting stuff, whether it's a winger defenseman, center defenseman, it it allows a lot of leeway, especially on Fandle where you have two flex spots. Uh, you can make some interesting lines happen um, if you go with like a two man because they are very expensive, and if you go for three of them or like even the full line, like you're you're gonna run out of money fast.
0: So, how about those second and third line guys like a Kadri or a Burkowski or even a Tyson Jost? What, what, like, would you would you quick, like those though, guys
2: on DraftKings? McKinnon and Rantanen are three hundred dollars difference. I'll find the three hundred dollars to get McKinnon in over Rantanen, right? Because it's eighty six and eighty three hundred on. But Landeskog is interesting. He's only 6800 on DraftKings, so you could, you could use him. I, I I definitely like the idea of using him um, because he is so cheap. He's $2,000 less than McKinnon. So if you can't get up to McKinnon, I don't mind a Landeskog one-off at $6,800 because he's going to play with McKinnon. He's going to play with Rantanen. Um, if you want to pay up for Boston or, or um, Washington, then – Landis Gog is a little bit of a salary savings at at that price on DraftKings.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, but as you were mentioning, Keith, uh, Burakovsky, he's just been red hot towards the end of the season. And I think that uh, you could definitely uh, ride him out here. Uh, I will definitely uh if well for GPP plays I, I think Burakovsky an excellent excellent selection. On FanDuel's prices hasn't even raised uh that much considering how he's been playing. So um yeah uh Kadri I haven't been as impressed with which is kind of relieving as a Leafs fan considering that uh, yeah. he makes he makes me regret us trading him every single time I see him in a playoff game. So you don't, you don't like
0: Alex Kerfoot? Uh
1: not as much as I like Kadri.
0: And you don't like Tyson Barry, not even on the Leafs anymore?
1: Uh, no, that was a horrible, horrible uh, <laughs> tenure with the Leafs. Uh, I'm glad that he's found success again in the West. But uh,
0: yeah. Playing, playing with Connor McDavid will do that to you.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um,
0: and then as far as goaltenders go, you mentioned about Bennington. How about Grubauer as someone for the Blues, for example? Their leading goal scorer, David Perron's on the COVID list. So he's not even going to be in tomorrow.
1: So what do yeah, we make a- of
0: Grubauer? I mean, he's probably the most expensive goalie on the slate but he's probably going to put up the best numbers so i guess it's finding that value
2: if you're playing cash games of single entry then yeah go put grubauer in, in, in with a couple of abs and he'll get you the win and you'll get points um if you're playing in gpps then i say look for either you know the goalie in either carolina whoever starts at carolina or nashville um if you want to get real risky i mean you could put bennington in, like you know he's going to get he's going to face the shots um, so you, you just have to hope that Colorado, scores one or two goals. and It's a two, one game, but I, I do like playing the blues because no one's going to play them. Cause everyone's going to play the ads. Everyone's going to play group Bauer. I don't mind playing the blues. We just have to wait and see who plays with who, um, with Peron on the COVID list. They're going to have to shake up the lines because right now Braden Shen with Bozak and cairu I don't really love that one. Um, I don't know who's replacing Perron on the first one with O'Reilly, um, I would I would assume you get a guy like a Mike Hoffman or Robert Thomas. I was thinking Robert
0: get, Thomas maybe yeah.
2: get some time up, you know, mix the lines around. But um, Hoffman's already on the first power play unit with O'Reilly, so I mean, if you wanted to do something like that with maybe a, um, uh, a Tory Krug, or if you want to pay down on defense, will uh, nah, you know, I really don't trust the Blues cheap D men. I'd rather pay down somewhere else on D, but um krug and fork i mean justin fork's been really been yeah that's really what well i was recently. gonna say i was mm-hmm. like you
1: could take a flyer on justin Falk for sure
2: now if you you know i, I mean you can play you know justin fork he's he's
1: semi-expensive
2: um but he's playing the second power play with all the cheap guys so if you wanted to pay up for the stack the boston washington game um a guy like like fork is he's expensive he's 5500 but he's playing with on the second power play unit with like an ivan barbershop was 2700 um, uh, Robert Thomas, we just talked about as someone we like. He's he's cheap, uh, twenty six hundred. So you can you can pay. I don't mind paying folks' price if you're going to play him with a Thomas and Barbershop especially if Thomas moves up into the top six uh, line unit. Then then yeah, then he's a good play, and that's you know you can get you can get inexpensive blues for tournaments. Um, but if you're playing cash or deep or a single entry, then you know maybe stay away from the blues just because you're going to hope you have to get a goal, you know, and, and maximize it, get a goal and assist. You know, if you know, if you're playing blues, no one offs stack the blues or, or, or stay away.
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of agree. When we're looking at Grubauer though, I, I don't know if I trust him in cash more than I trust a Uh for Grubauer. I'm looking at uh, somebody who, as you said, he's probably not going to face a lot of shots. If that guy gives up one or two, that could be dangerous. That could destroy a line. So I know that he'll probably be the chalk goalie. And that's
2: that, my thought process is he's chalk. Yeah. So if, if you're playing cash, Probably Sometimes you gotta use the
0: chalk, and all. it's the playoffs. He's likely exactly. to give up a goal or two. Like that's not like that. It could be like a five-three game. I wouldn't surprise but, me. Uh,
1: you're right. It is chalk, but that just screams bad chalk to me because because if he gives up a goal or two, he's not gonna face the amount of shots to to make up the difference, right? Um. So I I would rather go with a Nijelkovic, uh, But yeah, so for for cash, I think we're pretty much clear. You gotta go with one of the two there. Uh, and all, you got to have some of those uh, top line colorado pieces that's for sure so if if i was going to if somebody was going to ask me oh like i'm starting my cash build what do, what do i start with i say you pick one of those two goalies and you start with that colorado top line pick your favorite pieces and then build from there yep
0: that yeah. makes a lot of sense and then
2: from yeah, the betting. A- oh god no i'd say you will do some of cash like you said Alan. Um, you know you start with colorado first make make sure you fit them and then you build around them you want, to, you want to pay up and just do McKinnon and ranton and, then, you know, McCarr or something like that and then build in after that, you can find – we talked about inexpensive pieces in Carolina. Uh, Washington and Boston both have some, some inexpensive pieces that you can fit in Tom and make, make that work.
1: What would you say? Tom Wilson. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no. I mean,
1: no, he, obviously,
2: obviously, you can play Tom Wilson, yeah, but um, he's probably going to put another goal because if what he does all of a sudden so score goals. You yeah, have to beat
1: people up. Yes, exactly. Uh but yeah, Keith, you were you were going to talk about uh the betting perspective for this game.
0: Yeah, so I'm saying not for this game, so um I my biggest future so far this year would be Vegas to win the cup. I took a beginning of the year like plus 700. I got a few units on that, but that pays out like 27 units. Um so in order to hedge it a little bit, what I did is I took the Abs to make it out of the West. They're about plus 120 to make it out of the West, so I put two units on that. Um because I think it's going to be one of those two teams. Even though Vegas did lose today, which obviously isn't ideal, I still think they rally and they get uh, – once Patch Reddy comes back in that lineup, I think they'll start rolling a little bit. Even though Minnesota actually has beaten them uh, five out of eight times and they've only had one regulation loss at eight games, which kind of scares me a little bit. Um, but as far as the Avalanche go, I mean, I just don't see – like you, you could also bet them to win the series 4-0 or 4-1, and you make money on both because they're like plus 300 to win 4-0 and plus 250 to win 4-1. Uh, which I think are the two most likely scenarios. I, I don't think St. Louis really stands a chance in this series. And a lot of the betting models even have the Avalanche minus 600 uh, or better to win the, the series. So if you even want to take the Avs at minus 330, there's actually a lot of betting models that would say that that has value somehow. Um, and then Ryan
2: ch- rather opened his mouth and gave them um- – with the more material
0: by saying that they're going to beat the Avs, so exactly that that automatically means you gonna come home game game seven we're going to be down to the wire in this one yeah (laughs) absolutely Uh, oh but yeah good good first show fellas anything to wrap it up before we uh finish off
1: here we we got a long playoffs ahead of us so uh, I think the, the the best advice I'd have is, is pick your slates. Make sure that you're fully comfortable with your lines. Uh, playoffs are very, very finicky. It's different than uh, regular NHL. So it takes a little bit of adaptation. But once you get the hang of it, 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 it does become a little bit easier. So uh, I would recommend that you you start slow and then and then build up to where you're comfortable again for like a regular season uh, uh, volume.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, like I mentioned just the other day, it's a completely different animal and, In all honesty, like don't if 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 you play like say twenty dollars a night, just you know uh, on on regular season, maybe knock it down to ten for playoffs because it's not it's it's a little more difficult. Teams play a much tighter uh, defensive game; Um, they're not more wide open to try and get goals and fly up and down the ice. You're going to see teams because you you know you could one bad play, you lose a game that could be the series. So, you know, in regular season game take those chances and in a playoff game, you don't take as many chances. Um, But in the playoffs, that's why you don't want bottom nine, uh, bottom six forwards, you know, third D pair, uh, that kind of value. You want to try and find the value on the top six because teams, as the games goes on, the series go on, they'll roll their top six over and over on forwards and their top two D pairs. So try and stay with that instead of looking to the third and fourth lines for depth, especially, especially later in the series when it gets a little bit more tighter early on game one, game two, you could find, um, you can, you're okay using some of the bottom guys, but I would say, you know, you get to games four or five, six, and the teams get a little bit tighter and they want to trust. They trust their top six more than anything else. So yeah, and
0: I, I'd say the same from the betting perspective too. I was, you know, betting maybe two, three, four games a night, um, between over-unders, puck lines, money lines, but, now what I did is I kind of attacked it from a future perspective. Took a lot of series, a lot of cup uh, favorites, and then kind of just mixed in um, an individual game here and there. Kind of you can't really because for the example, you look at the Bruins game, right? Bruins were favorite game one, they lost. You look at the Penguins today, Penguins were favorite game one, they lost. So there could be value if you're taking a lot of uh, underdogs. Obviously Minnesota, another underdog, won today. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's just being being hesitant with uh, with the expectations from the playoffs, just because like they mentioned, it's a completely different animal.
1: Absolutely. But, yeah,
0: all right. Great first awesome. episode, boys. What the puck? Uh, we'll see everyone tomorrow. Hope everyone lists to take some advice, throws in some bets. Uh, you can follow the boys on windailysports.com. Uh, join, read the Discord. Uh, boys are posting in there every day their lines and um, really great stuff in there. If anyone has any other sports, too, you can follow along throughout everything. Um, we'll be here for the playoffs. So, everyone have a good night, and let's uh, let's win some money.
1: Absolutely. Let's get it.
0: Good night, everyone.